Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Jeff Thomas, Lucy B. Freeman and our Executive Director, Cooper. Now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. We began the week. No, we didn't. This week was brought to you by people being absolutely shocking at keeping secrets and the dialogue was mostly written by Harold Pinter. We began the week with Jimmus giving us an interesting rundown on the history of hot cross buns. Inform, educate and entertain, you know. But I did think he got it a bit wrong. The importance of hot cross buns is not to make us aware of Good Friday, but to drive everyone on Twitter crackers when Waitrose produces novelty ones like toffee and creosote and start selling them on Boxing Day. Helen was managing to sound as threatening to Lee as Rob was to Helen. You're not going to say anything, are you, Lee? The thing is with threatening someone is the person being threatened has got to be bright enough to realise that's what's happening. Lee cried a bit, wet himself, then galloped off to tell Pat and Tony. Oh, for God's sake, Lee, said Helen. Don't tell anyone else then, right? Natasha turned up, said hello to Helen, and Helen immediately said, oh, all right, then you got it out of me, and coughed to the whole thing. I am sensing you have doubts about Rob, said Natasha keenly. However, she decided to accompany Helen to Thursday's meeting, which turned out to be with Jess. To be honest, if I was going to go and face down someone scary, I'd always like a small, angry Welsh woman with me, ideally one who's just come off a hen night. Jess was all over the shop and deeply useless as a contact. In fact, Natasha got quite shirty at her inability to provide anything exciting, and so in lieu of drama on the spot, got home and sparked a massive row with Tom instead. Mia decided to out Justin Justin by coming over all anarchist and mysterious. <laughs> I have contacts, a network, she said. Has she ek? She's got Brad, who's about to be banged up for benching and entering. She went head to head with Jimus, who followed this week's theme of total inability to keep his gob shut, by declaring that he knew the ropes of industrial sabotage and then immediately gave away the name of the person behind the charging station and had to crawl humiliatingly to his teenage nemesis to plead with her not to tell anyone. Georgie referred to himself as a scumbag for smashing up Caroline's bench, but offered to fix it, despite Oliver declaring that it was all right, he was going to get in a professional bench fixer. But they charge a lot. Professional bench fixers, said Georgie. Carpenter! It's called a carpenter. Were they short on word count? Obviously, Dumb and Dumber were nicked for smashing up the bench and called to the police station by harassment, who proceeded to play good cop and the other cop. Brad got himself so tangled up in shadowy figures that at one stage it sounded as if there were about eight of them milling around outside the hotel, and then Georgie dobbed Brad right in it. Tracy appealed to Oliver's better nature, but he wasn't listening, as he seemed to be reading the dialogue from the caretaker as Michael Caine, with great big long pauses in between his sentences. I don't know. 
I'm going to have to think about it. Ardell impressed Jimmus by reading a biography of Graham Greene, which I think is supposed to reinforce to us that he is not a corporate yes-man, which was slightly patronising. An utterly bizarre summit meeting then took place between Ian, Adam and Chris. They all talked over each other to such an extent that I thought something had gone wrong with the edit. Then after two hours, well, it felt like that, of it's what she would have wanted, they decided that the ideal way to heal the rift caused by Martha's 15,000 quid was to encourage Alice to start bell ringing. But the revelation of the week was Pat. Indiana Pat in the Temple of Yogurt, a one-woman vigilante mission, armed with a shotgun and a pocket full of soup, taking on all comers. She'd fantasised about killing Rob, she told Tom, shamefaced. Pat, we've all fantasised about killing Rob. Some of us have fantasised about killing you. It's all relative. And thank God, none of you are ours. The end. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so glad you made sense of the week for me. <laughs> well, barely. I mean, I was hanging on. It was a tough call. I, I, I mean, even by Tuesday, I was like, this must be a Nick Warburton week. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many pauses. No, it was a contrast because either there were massive pauses or, as you said, everyone talked over each yeah. other. Yeah, And then It was like some bits of it had been speeded up and then they'd put in a few gaps in round over. It was so weird. I wondered if it was because all the overlappy stuff, maybe that made them short on time. So when it came to Oliver's monologue, they had to really like, had to slow, do it like slow him down. You're a big man, but you're out of shape. That's what, that's what I was honest. And this evening when he was talking to Georgie, no, yeah, yeah. no, Brad, yeah. when Brad said, I'm sorry, Oliver. And he was going, all right, you're sorry. What are you going to do about it? And I thought any minute now, he's going to, you know, whip out a sawn off and clout him around the end of it. It was really weird. I thought Oliver was so weird this week. But but I guess I I I made it make sense in my head because he was so upset and shaken. And also, Cause... we don't know what Georgie told Harassment about... Yeah, what, yeah. That, he... that he might have said, it was Brad's idea and I was following Brad. But, I mean, Oliver's not stupid. That's well, everybody was... seems to be stupid around George. <laughs> they just kind of... Go, yeah. all right. Then it's like he hypnotises them. He's like a sort of midget Darren Brown. I don't but understand I thought, it. I thought Oliver was a bit over the... T- I mean, they did a really silly thing, but it yeah. was on an 18th birthday. And and they... Act, you know, and it was obvious to the, the bench, as if Brad, yeah. way Brad was going to do that on purpose. But then I sort of thought, but Oliver was so hurt by it. And yeah. so he felt that they'd humiliated him. And but when he was talking to, to Tracy, even... And she yeah, said, do you weird. know what you're going to do, Oliver? And he said, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> thought about it yet. And then the episode <laughs> ended with him going, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to press charges. But it was all very delivered. But it is also that <laughs> Nick Warburton thing of repetition. So yeah. a, a bench, a, a bench, yeah. a bench. And for your 18th birthday, for your 18th, it's like yeah. every, it, every sentence yeah. seems to be, have a, uh, you know, a repetition, a question. You know, yeah. it's, it's questioned, mm. and I don't know why. I think, I think he writes really well, doesn't he? And that it's supposed to come across as very natural speech. Yeah. But I played it again this week on one point two five, which is my preferred speed for the Archers, <laughs> and it sounds much better. That sort of, um, you know, the the the, the even the overlapping, but but definitely the pausey bits. Right. It all sounds much better because I think the trouble is when they're overlapping and stuff. Sometimes it it doesn't quite work, does it? Mm. 
you know, like I, th- I found the um, the Chris uh, Adam Ian scene really weird. I'm you completely hit the nail on the head because it was so weird. It was like sort of some psychedelic dream, wasn't it? <laughs> they were going round and round in circles. I was yeah. thinking. Where, where are we going with and this? And then it would stop and then it would all start again. Yeah. And then they ended up... Yeah, the, the, the solution. <laughs> the solution was nothing to do with the problem. <laughs> what are we going to do about the fact that all the other grandchildren had... are pissed off? We should, Alice should bell ring. It was... it was like two... You know, like, you know when they t- yeah. talked about a car being... being um, I've forgotten the word. Cut and shut. Where they they splice two completely different cars together. That (laughs) was like, yeah, the beginning of the scene was one thing and the back half was a different thing. Well, it was so intense, all that sort of, she, it wasn't your fault. I didn't say it was her fault. No, no, but you did say it was my fault. No, I wouldn't. And then Ian's going, I hate everybody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're all bastards. I don't even want to be here. Fine, I'll make the tea. And then, and then it was like, bell ringing. Uh, I've got the perfect solution. (laughs) Yeah, but that's a perfect reason to a different question, though, Chris. We weren't saying that. But thanks. Yeah, yeah it's weird. I don't know if I love that style or... It's very it, unarches. It's very art. It is unarches, and I think that's why it jars with us yeah. a bit. We, it really stands out, yeah. doesn't it? Because yeah. it's so different to the normal writing. Because you can't listen... You can't half listen to it. If you'd listen... If, yes. if you were packing the tumble dryer... When that conversation... Which with, I was. <laughs> you're That's why I had to listen again. Dropping, yeah. yeah. So that conversation between all three of them, you wouldn't have stood a chance no, of making Lucy, a head tale of that. That is right. The point of the arches is it's background yes. blur. And everybody speaks slowly and slowly. clearly. And like Alice, when you articulate yes. everything and end everything with consonants. That's good. Oh, Chris, she, I, I can't understand, yeah. Dad, why you would not trust me but but that's but I don't I like that because as you said you don't have to listen it just goes into your ear and the information is retained yes it's like thinking that you can revise by listening to a a sleep tape but yes imagine if you tried to revise to Adam Ian and Chris I mean it's like it's like being haunted isn't it it'd just be like these sort of three like poltergeists in your brain messing you up. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pol- poltergeists that didn't even make sense either. They were just, you know, uh, surrealist poltergeists. That but it was, also yeah. sort of it dragged a bit, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I thought the Oliver stuff unnecessarily dragged because it was quite, it was a good storyline in that, you know, the twist of George, um, you know, George coming across as the goody and, and tricking Brad and all that. It was all quite all quite clever, I thought. But the whole sort of Oliver's forgiveness and all that. But and also I know why I, I did like the fact that he Oliver was saying to Tracy, he you can't put everything down to him being a, a, a follower. He's got to learn. Yeah. So by the end of the week he had learnt, hadn't he, that he yes. can't that he can't that, and I did, that he has I did, to take responsibility for himself. Yes, I did do a small cheer. When when he said, "I'm not following you anymore, George." <laughs> anymore, especially as you great Gables. Yeah. I didn't hear the bench crack. Did you? No. I, on the Sunday was that the Sunday was the party? Was it the Friday? I can't remember. Friday. Oh, okay, I don't remember the bench. No, but that's not important. We know it happened. Yes. Um, I heard them anyway. saying, "Let's drag that old bench over." Blah blah blah. Yeah, 
And you thought they were talking about Clary. <laughs> no, that didn't work. Clary's not Sorry. an old thing. No, it didn't work at all. Yeah. It's because we're both tired, Lucy. Yes. <laughs> it's post 9pm. <laughs> and we've both had a long week. And you've been in hospital afternoon. <laughs> not, for, not, not for yourself. No, not for myself. Before everybody writes in... <laughs> She's okay. She's okay. She was helping a rally. She's okay. Um, Um, uh, Natasha was funny. Natasha was very (laughs) funny. I'll be as quiet as you won't even know I'm here. Don't don't worry. I'll be really quiet. Would you like me to go and sit somewhere else? Well, I'm not going to. (laughs) And then she was like, "Well, what do you?" She was so horrible to Jess. She was. What do you know? What have you been in touch with him? Like, she was oh so disappointed when she said Rob's back and she went, well, we know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. You dare brain. She's Blimey, so desperate to yeah. soak up the drama, as you said. Yeah. It's so funny what you said about, and then she didn't get any, so she had to go and have a massive row with Tom. <laughs> Jenny, I remember listening to Jenny Eclair once and she said sometimes she could be having a really nice romantic evening with her husband and they're all curled up on the sofa. <laughs> And they're watching something good and everything's calm and lovely. And she said, this little voice in the head goes, ah, everything is calm and lovely. Let's smash that up. So she turns around to her husband and says, you never did do that. You never did do the lawn, did you? And then they go, nah, 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 within a second and a half. And she said, I don't know why I do that. But that's exactly what Natasha does. Oh, my God. I hope that is human nature because I feel like that's a pretty much mine and Rufus's relationship as well. <laughs> it just, I think it makes things work better if you can have a really good shouting match mm-hmm. every so often because mm. not not a bit, it's a bit like um you know some people have to create a drama mm. don't they for their mm. you know if everything's i can't say who it is but a member of my family if things are going fine especially if if that person hasn't heard from us for a while right they like to just throw in a little oh, um, yes bomb yeah, yeah. you know yeah yeah, yeah. And just something a little yeah. bit provocative to yeah. start a drama. Yeah. And it's, I don't know what, I don't know why, but I, I guess it's just how some people need to live their lives. Well, a I bit like it's, Natasha. It's a way of asking for attention without actually yeah, saying. Yeah, must be. Yeah, Can, like Rex. Yeah. If, if, you know, he'll just hit me. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's his new thing. It's his new oh, thing. Oh, good. Is that better than look him at telling me, mummy. strangers that he's tired and sad and hungry? <laughs> It's just basically he's been ignored all week and he's developed hitting oh, I see. in that time. It's fine. We had a little chat. We had a little chat about it, Lucy. Did you talk about, what did you say? He, well, because he hits me and then I, in a very, what was that parenting I was trying to do? Patient oh, parenting. Yes, patient parenting. I wouldn't you say I've been very patient this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a patient word at yes. the top of my voice. Will you stop doing that? <laughs> And then he says, say sorry. Oh. And I'll say, I'm not saying sorry. Oh, I didn't hit. <laughs> well, you say sorry. But then when you're a mum going to a four-year-old, you say sorry. Yes. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, no. It... <laughs> I'm not saying sorry. You say sorry. Well, it's also, just... I think there's, um, they're very good at dragging you into an argument. <laughs> But before you know where you are, and I remember Tilly used to look at me out the corner of her eye and then go, that door's blue. And I'd go, no, it's not, darling, it's red. And she'd say, no, it's blue. And it would just, and I'd fall for it. I would fall for it every sodding time. And then think, 
oh my god it's you know I've, she's got me she's got me and I, and I had to sort of go I am 32 years old I do not need to be arguing with <laughs> it's so pathetic isn't it just, it's actually not blue and were... um, I should know because I've had my eyes tested for all I know you're colourblind because you're only four okay <laughs> so get over it it's blue what mummy says is right okay <laughs> Um, it must be like Helen living with Lee. Oh, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Helen, um, that window is great. It's not Lee, actually. <laughs> it's white. Don't say it again. She was poor Lee. I mean, <laughs> I don't know whether to say poor Lee. He was so pathetic, wasn't he? With Pat and Tony. I d- oh, God. It is scrumptious a word, Pat? <laughs> don't look at me I wear myself <laughs> again <laughs> Helen's fine she's really fine okay she's not fine <laughs> it was he just he just folded like a like a pack of cards like a house of cards didn't he it's just <laughs> so absolutely easy. useless but again all I had to do was look at him out the corner of her eye and go is Helen alright Lee and then well, he was that's... like oh she's not no it's all no but that is all she had to do and yeah. it could have been done with one line but instead again it was that um you said she was okay you said she what do you mean she's not fine yeah. she's fine she's not fine but no she's fine and but you said she wasn't blundering fine around going is she fine or not is she fine or not we want to know i realized what tony reminded me of you know when you get a really fat drowsy fly and it's just crashing oh, crashing into the light fitting endlessly oh. Oh, I hate it's too those drowsy, drowsy and dozy to either bugger off or oh, die or whatever. Is... And it just buzzes around, getting in everyone's way. That's that's what Tony... That is Tony. <laughs> Tony. And he's just getting slower and slower. Yeah. And more and more annoying. Yeah. Oh, and then Helen's just going to come down with a... No, Natasha will come down on him with a stiletto. Squash yeah. him. Come on, Tony. Time for Dignitas. Come with me. <laughs> I think as well, Natasha loves having... A bit of power over Tom, doesn't yeah, she? In that yeah. her knowing about the Jess situation and Tom not. Because it was quite interesting that Tom reminded us about when, Ta- when Natasha went out looking for um, Blake. Do you remember that? Because yeah, yeah. Kirsty had asked Tom for help, hadn't yeah. she? And then he said no. Yeah. And um, Natasha went instead. <laughs> she loves having a bit of She's one-upmanship. She's Yeah. Yeah, well, you'd think she'd be all right. She's got the modelling now. Mm. I think there's going to be another job offered to them with that. Right. Yes, that's what she was going to tell Tom, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Or that they were going to ask if they could, um, you know, because I think originally the the pictures were only going to be shown uh, not in this territory. They're going to be on on tote bags now. Yeah, no, they're going to be sponsoring Britain's Got Talent yeah. on Saturday and night. On every drum of fertilizer <laughs> and every fertilizer lorry sold throughout the United Kingdom and Europe. Oh, those massive lorries! Massive lorry with two scary twins <laughs> staring out at you. <laughs> Frightening people. They'll wake every tired driver up. And just, <laughs> so Tony and Pat will be trundling along up to where I was going. Tony. <laughs> Doesn't that look? <laughs> I can And what else? Uh, and what but... else? 
Ardil. Lanzarotas. We're trying to, we're oh, trying, yeah. they're trying to make us like Ardil, aren't they? They also make him very posh, don't they? Him and Alice, I feel, feel sort of suffer from the mm. slightly overdoing the poshness so that it doesn't... Well, some, like, not just somebody, lots of people today said... Yeah. Not today, this week on, on the Twitters. Oh, yeah. Um, how often Ardil sounds completely different. So people are forever saying, is this a new Ardil? Yes. We've only I had the old Ardil for about two weeks. No, I, I thought this week he'd... Um, I can't remember which other character poshed themselves. Oh, sometimes Freddie poshes himself up a bit. But I think Ardil had poshed himself up a bit. Oh, no, that is... it. Oh, no, I, it, this is not my cup of tea. Yeah. You know, like they give him that sort of but English I think he hasn't... gentlemanly um Because he hasn't public found his character thing. yet. His voice is yeah. slipping around a little bit. Yeah. And, and, yeah, he, and if I... people are mistaking him for... Because people were going, is that... Because somebody thought it was Tom. Somebody thought it was um, uh, Josh or Alistair or somebody. And they was going, well, it took them a while to figure out who was talking. Yeah. I think that, probably yeah. someone saying hello, Ardil was the giveaway. But anyway. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> it's... Um, because he doesn't have much of a character yet. Yes. He's and a bit of an everyman. And... He just slops in everywhere and we don't actually know who he is or what he's about. Well, the sort of Graham Greene banter mm. was, yeah, as you said, quite rightly, it was a bit patronising, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. Uh, we want to just assume that Ardil, you know, has excellent reading taste and isn't just a corporate. But they do try so hard to make him sound more interesting than a corporate um bore well but it ma- actually going... makes things worse C- can i say something controversial oh my gosh lucy well we've pissed well, off we the are po- it's the fine Welsh, we're recording who... post watershed yeah ready yeah yeah oh my god oh, i'm a bit worried about what we're gonna say <laughs> <laughs> it's not that we can, always, we can always edit it out okay go on then i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings i there's a sort of Ooh. Oh my god, here she goes. It's fine, Lucy. Let's leave a gap in case we need to edit it. I'm doing my my Lamar's breath- breathing. <laughs> I think that there is a tendency on Radio 4 in general to make anybody that is successful or financially well off to make them appear to be some sort of corporate lackey rather than just letting them be like the real world where most of us are corporate lackeys because we have to go out and earn a living and we yeah. have well, to especially... work for companies and we have to do boring jobs and we have to yeah. use words like, uh, you know, going forward, etc. And <laughs> that isn't hilarious. It's just life. I mean, it is hilarious because it's a ridiculous thing to say, but there's this everybody. They haven't, there is nobody. It, Brian has the piss ripped. Um, uh, obviously, Matt was a crook um justin lillian um anybody that they're sort of punished for being yeah um, and for being successful yeah and well, for, I've, i actually for being capitalist this week, for being capitalist i thought this week what... they were actually really unfair to justin all he'd done was even if he'd done it superficially done some shifts in the village yeah. shop and all that because he wanted to to be it's not it's not the end it's not the end of the world to want to have an award. He hadn't actually burned down an orphanage, as far as we know. Well, you know, I <laughs> thought Jim was was 
just a bit mean about yeah. it. Like, if it's your mate, or even if it's yeah. not your mate, but it's someone in the village, and they're yeah. like, all right, I'll come clean. I'm only doing this because I, re- I want, you know, I want to be a shoe-in. But that's the thing. He's, I mean, I know he is, you know, becoming more and more the sort of, yeah, corporate, the capitalist villain. But, but it, like, it's not that big a deal, is it? So surely most people who want awards, you know, will go, oh, well, do this bit of charity work and this bit of charity work and then they'll yeah, give me a, yeah. a halo at the end of the week. I thought Jim was just... I don't like the fact, the way that Jim is becoming a bit arrogant and um, mean. Yes. And, you know, when Jim is, is loveliest when he's talking to Jazza and being... Yeah. And being and funny also and he, sweet. Jim and, is... Because he is, you know, extremely intelligent and well-read and erudite and everything else, I think he's sort of takes it upon himself to be the arbiter of what is morally correct and what is not. Yeah. And it's not up to him. The fact that he does it quite entertainingly, because I did find that extremely funny um, and really well done with Justin getting more and more frustrated with him hopping round. Will you just yeah. give me the form? And he'd left it, you know, and then he'd written, he'd basically written bum willy poopy all over <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Which was very But nice. I didn't quite understand the um, end of that storyline. In the, it just basically in the end, he didn't hand it in. Yeah, and then that was another just, one. That was another cut and shut where you know yeah. it was the different, the different end than what we were all expecting. Yeah, yeah. But so it was, or, or was he like, just? I think. It, but was it that he was worried that Jim was going to sort of expose him? Yeah, I guess so. But in a way, there was nothing to expose. I mean, I assume everybody who entered Borsetshire Business of the Year had done a bit of faux volunteering. Well, of course. And I mean... It's just the nature of it, isn't it? What do they think? All the actors that do charity work and all the <laughs> all the sports people that do charity work and the, yeah. the flipping politicians that, that donate. And, and, and if it's Borsuch a business person of the year or whatever it was, yeah. aren't they going to mostly look at your business decisions? No, it was isn't business... Isn't it more going to be um, on that? Business angel, wasn't it? Oh, business angel. Mm. Oh, yeah, it was Helen who got Borsuch a business yeah. personage of the year. Blue business. cheese, vintage Borchester year. Borchester blue cheese person of the year. Of the year. I just, yeah. I think that there's a bit of a thing with the scriptwriters about... Stereotyping. Because I don't think any of them have come from business. I think they have mostly just yeah. been writers all their lives. And yeah. there is this kind of... Slightly snotty, but then I suppose in a way, artist way of looking at anybody that yes, but I guess as well, maybe as well in in the village. I mean, we're sort of you know, we're we're all sort of with the farmers, aren't we, in the village? And so the business people who come in, we're are like are like outsiders. Yeah, we're with the farmers like the archers. We're against the farmers like Brian Aldrich because one of them is successful. So that's, yes. you know. We're all the Grundies. Yeah. But we'd secretly like to be Elizabeth. Yes. <laughs> if, if Nigel hadn't fallen off the roof. I'd only want to be Elizabeth if Nigel had fallen off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd have to go out with Vince. Oh. No, I wouldn't, because he's disappeared. <laughs> yeah, but you couldn't snog David, because then he'd be uh, your brother. Uh, that would be too weird. <laughs> you're horrid. Um, I'm telling Rex on you. But... I'm making him thump you again. <laughs> It was good to have Mia being <laughs> completely bad. Was it good? Bad. She, <laughs> she was, was it good? <laughs> she was going. Um, 
I've got contacts. I've got a network. I didn't, also, I've got... I didn't, when she was going, yeah, Justin, because you're a bright boy and you're a badass yeah. or whatever she was going, I hadn't clocked that that, she was just um, reflecting what he'd said to her. Yeah. He, because he patronized her, didn't she? Yeah. And you're a bright girl, dear. Yes. They kept calling her dear, didn't they? Yeah. And then when she was, I didn't clock at first because I was putting my stuff in the tumble dryer that she was. <laughs> so I thought, oh, this is, she's speaking oddly as well. But then, of course, it was because she was like right back at, yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't get that bit. Um, oh, you didn't? At all. Did you I just, just think she was being I weird? I just thought she was being very strange. <laughs> Um, and also kind of she hasn't got those things she hasn't got she has literally got she's not a very active activist no she's done one thing yeah and that didn't work she she turned some sides around and she didn't even do that she got brad to but yeah it's just um and i'm not sure that as a sort of capitalist as a, as a not a capitalist, as a as an environmental protester, she would want anything to do with Justin, even though because he's it's yeah. it's all it, this week was all I would take it the piss saying it was all about people being unable to keep secrets, but it was all about people doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. So he's doing the charging point, which is a good thing. Yeah, he's doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, he's going for he's supporting the local shop and blah 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 blah, but he's doing it for the wrong reasons. And, yeah, and George was fixing the bench for the wrong reasons. And yeah, all that. Yeah, good point. Uh, mm. George is definitely going to have his comeuppance. Oh, I hope so. I hope he's... Oh, yeah. He's definitely... shot by Pat in, in mistake for Rob. Oh, did good. did I... That's what we said last week, uh-huh. wasn't it? Uh-huh. We said Pat. it's going to be Pat with the gun in the conservatory. Yeah. In the cheese yeah. room. Yeah. Because there has been so many little... Well, yeah. one, sorry, one mention of the gun before this week. <laughs> but we all went, a gun? Pat? Oh, thank you. Sorry, Rufus has just come in with a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just, just, I'm not drinking the whole thing. Thanks so much. I just really needed a tiny bit more. Thank you. No, 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 thanks. Thanks, Ruth. Because, well, it's been a, a long week. By the um, time you move out there, it'll be a case. He'll be bringing <laughs> Boxes of wine with straw. I was. I haven't drunk wine for ages. Actually, been quite sort of off it lately. Mm-mm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Back on now. Further bulletin. Um, as further bulletin. So what is say, listen? <laughs> I don't know. Um. I'm yes, the re- gun. I'm just going to repeat every- the gun. The gun. I'm just going to repeat everything you say. <laughs> the gun. And I'm going yeah. to talk at the same time as you. But I got. Um, but what? it's not. A, he wasn't. Was he? It, no. The gu- uh, a gun. <laughs> Do you think he's trying to bring in a more oh. naturalist dialogue? Yes. Yes. I th- honestly, I think that's what it is. Mm. Because in his Radio 4 plays, they're always like that, aren't they? And, and I think it is quite naturalistic. Yeah. If you... Because I suppose in a way... <laughs> if you're listening. Oh, I couldn't... Also, what made me cringe was the Brian-Chris banter. About uh, the tea towels and all that, uh, and sort of. Uh, uh, oh, I, got, I found that really, yeah. sort of made my skin crawl a yeah. bit. Well, Brian, when I was left on my own, your wife didn't die. She was an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, but I had to manage on my own, and I had to find a place for the tea towels. They're never where you think they. I just found all that yeah. really a bit yeah. naff, didn't you? Yeah. 
I don't As know that they They've never would. put anything away before in their lives. Exactly. And if they haven't, then they deserve to not be able to find <laughs> anything. Because that's But it was like bond, bonding over the yeah. placement of a dishcloth. Yeah. Didn't ring yeah. true for me. No. Oh, I feel so horrible. I thought it was a brilliant week. It was just some of the bants just mm. didn't do it for me. Yep. But I do like, I like the style. I like the naturalistic style. Yes, I'm not sure. But okay. I very much enjoyed, uh, I know I know you found it a bit cruel, but I enjoyed Jimus. Oh, yeah. I always enjoy a bit of Jimus. Yeah, you do I actually. I always enjoyed Jimus. I always, I, I very much enjoyed Jimus. Yeah, I wasn't, um, wasn't winding smoking. just enough. Um, but this is a very important question, which I nearly forgot to ask you. Mm-hmm. Is Ethan Rob's son? Yes. No. 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 Whose son is he then? Did he, did, was Rob with Jess and Jess had already had a son? I think Jess had an affair or something. Oh. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I feel like they didn't Please, really give us much info. Yeah, because, you know, usually they would say, yeah. oh, Rob's son, or, you mm. know, to remind us. But nobody reminded us of no. that critical information. And then I was like, oh, he's eight. So um, mm. Jack must be about five. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, Jess is a bit of a wet blanket. I mean, no offence, Jess. But, <laughs> God, come on, love. It's been years. <laughs> I felt a bit sorry for I've her, didn't driven. you? I've <laughs> driven. So she was hours <laughs> across the country with her, and then all you've got to say for yourself is that he's in the country, which we knew already. And then, and then Jess was like, "Oh, you're so lucky, Helen, that you've got a friend." <laughs> Even if a it friend. is that gobby Welsh cow. <laughs> yeah. Yes, she bloody well has. I th- um, the Twitters were saying the conspiracy theories. Oh yeah, yeah. T- We said, didn't we, last week that, that they'd all everyone's like, oh, "It's him!" Every time we're all now going to start linking <laughs> things frantically. <laughs> And they said, Jess said she didn't have any friends. And then she said she was driving to Borchester to see a friend. No. Yes. Oh, my God, I completely missed that. So, so did I. So, uh... Wow. People listen really carefully. It's, <laughs> that must be people who aren't multitasking. Yes, they've got headphones on. Which, quite on, frankly, They're in a soundproof booth. They're <laughs> transcribing the script. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you'd have to write that down to remember it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so they reckon that she's back with Rob, or that she's talking to Rob, and that she was sent to find out if Helen was still at Bridge Farm. And, oh, um, my God. About Jack and all that stuff. But he could very easily find that because she's plastered all over the Sodding Bridge Farm website, isn't she? She's Helen Do Archer, Borchester yes. Businesswoman of the Year, blah, 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 blah. And I know she's also, careful to keep the boys out of it, but, you know, she's still Maybe there. he's going to spot the twins on a lorry. Yeah. Recognise their and little faces the as being... Re- and follow... Yeah. Follow that lorry, yeah. or I wonder if or he's going to kidnap the twins, or yeah, I'm sure it's definitely all going to get very dramatic and murky. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, if anyone can deal with Rob, I'm fairly confident it's Natasha. Yes, even more so than Pat. Lee I thought Pat was going to go chop him in the nuts, and Helen can clonk. Uh, Natasha can clonk him over the head with her handbag. Go on, Lee. Do a karate chop. Yeah. I can't. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Pat. Pat was like, the, uh, I'm going to deal with him the only way I know how. Yeah. I'm going to refuse to offer him any soup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now seeing... Uh... I loved Pat when she just went... I seem... I can't remember. She said something really cool and I intense. I see myself killing him. Yeah. 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 It was very cool. It was a great ending. I'm now imagining Pat as sort of Clint Eastwood in a sort of Stetson and narrowed eyes and a... <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? When and Pat a and Tony go to... And a when fringed Pat... suede waistcoat. <laughs> yeah. When Pat and Tony go to bed at night, they're... <laughs> When they're sort of nodding off, their fantasies are completely <laughs> different, aren't they? There's Tony still going, choo-choo, yeah. choo-choo. Tony's Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> and Pat's <laughs> got her... <laughs> do 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 with no <laughs> <way>. <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, right. Anyway. 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 Good night. Good night, everybody. Um... <laughs> Uh, I'll 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 lean back in my chair now, Lucy. Okay, so and do some listening. I te- with, do some drinking. <laughs> yes. um, well, Rob, after you got a fan letter last week, I've got a fan letter this week because Rob Williams is as big a fan of oh, yeah. um, of uh, of uh, the happy states of, of your life and Margaret Rutherford, and he said uh, we must be soulmates. Would you be Miss Gossage? To my Weatherby Pond, who are the two oh, main characters in um... that is you're basically Ardell, you two. Yeah. <laughs> Go and read your uh, PG Woodhouse. Uh, several people messaged Sandra Jenkinson, being one, to say that Toby sold scruff gin to a distiller a few years ago. Okay, okay, thank you for that. We'd forgotten. Joe O'Leary has done a terrifying thing, and tried to produce an Archer script using ChatGPT. Uh, oh, that's such a good idea. Of course, I, it can do it. Uh, can you can it do an Archer it... script in the style of Nick Warburton? <laughs> that's probably a bridge too far. Uh, <laughs> it says, presenter, welcome to another episode of The Archers. In today's episode, secrets are revealed and long-standing relationships are put to the test. Let's tune in to see what's happening in Ambridge. Well, that's every week, so that's, <laughs> that's a bit cheaty. Um... <laughs> This is about, and then it, she's told it to 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 um, uh, to talk about uh, um, d- Pat, uh, uh, Pip being pregnant, um, and she tells Toby, and Toby says, uh, "Whose is it?" And she says, "Actually, it's somebody I had a fling with at university." So um, it's just gone a very soapy tropey route of unexpected pregnancy. Um, so. Chat GPT, you are no Nick Warburton. That's all we're going to say about that. Yeah, but but one day it will be. Yeah. Probably in about 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's learning all the time, Lizzie. Um, 
she, Joe, is hoping, she says, I'm very much hoping that the Rob coming back, that Lee sees this as a way out from a life with Helen. A prison sentence for dispatching Rob with Pat's rabbit gun feels like a good option. Um, yeah. I, no, he's he's a karate person for a reason. Yes. 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 Um, uh, Laurie Jones in America says... I'm always at least a week, usually two behind. So my comments are generally old news. Harriet, I do apologise for this because I know you sometimes have trouble remembering what happened two days before, let alone two weeks. <laughs> ha, 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 that is a joke. I adore you, she says. So in my accidental new role as advocate for the put-upon elderly parents of selfish, annoying adult children, I find myself completely understanding Jenny's bequest to Martha with Chris as trustee. And regardless of whether she has enough separate property to fund it, I'm sure Brian will honour her wishes and make it happen. I'm guessing that Jenny, like me, did not believe for a moment that Alice would remain sober for the rest of her days. Jennifer was snooty and often naive, but she had real-life experience. Her father was an alcoholic and it eventually killed him. Alice wants to stay sober, but it's extremely rare that sobriety sticks after one try. Jenny knew Alice. She knows that Alice is neurotic and needy and stubborn and immature. Ooh. I'm sure she had every hope that Alice would stay sober, and if Alice does stay sober, no harm done in making the bequest. But hope isn't enough. You don't make investments based on hope. You make them based on odds. And odds are that Chris may really need that 15k someday to help him raise Martha when Alice relapses. Addiction is a deadly disease. Jenny knew this. And if Alice feels that her mummy didn't trust her to stay sober, well, good. If she's pushed into a relapse because of the will, it would have happened anyway. If she views the bequest as her mum directing her from the grave to double down on her recovery programme, great. Well done, Jenny. Well, what we didn't find out was how much Jenny had left the kids, if she had left them anything. But I assume she hadn't left yeah. them anything and it would all go to Brian and then he'd leave the kids. Yeah. Some stuff. Because I, if I was Chris, I would I think Chris should have been more offended than Alice. Because Alice should have just been like, yeah, fair enough. Mm. I'll probably have another relapse at some point. Nice one, mum. But, but Chris <laughs> should have been sort of like, oh, well, she doesn't even trust me then because... You know, why would it? Yeah. Oh, I, I see. Know. Yeah. He, because you know, he, he, it's sort of, sort of not trusting that he would could cope on his own. But she'd seen how much he struggled when he had to look after for Martha on his own. Yeah. And he had to uh, rope his parents in, and he had to rope everyone in. And I think she did it. Going. I think she did it entirely for that scene to have existed. Yeah. Between Chris, Adam, and Ian. Thanks, Jenny. <laughs> From beyond the grave. <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, Helen Celine, you know our, what the hell is happening? What the hell is happening here? Yes. Yes, of course. Helen Celine uh, got it right and said that Joe had locked... This is this was, do you remember last oh, week? Yes. yes, 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 yes. Jenny had locked... Joe had locked Vicky out of the village hall because the Gardener's Question Time man was visiting and recording Gardener's Question Time in Ambridge. And Joe oh. had done some scheme where he'd spun a story about some plant or something to sell it. And Vicky was going to ask a question which would have exposed his scheme, so he locked her out. She made her way in and asked her question. Hurrah! It was wow. something like that anyway, she says. That's incredible knowledge. Yes. I, I definitely didn't listen to that episode. Um, this is rude, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to cover my ears then. Okay. Take my headphones off. This is from Linda Evans. Do you remember last week I recommended a podcast called A Very British Cult? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, Linda didn't hear cult. <laughs> Stop it. She said she rewound twice and heard exactly the same thing. Thought, I'm checking this one out. Went to BBC Sounds. Aha! She said. 
<laughs> BBC sounds are so down with the <laughs> culture of today. <laughs> but when she understood that, I was thinking, hmm, who would that be about? <laughs> Actually, be quite a good yeah, podcast. It would. There's a number I mean, of candidates. You were I thinking of a person, and I was thinking of more the the noun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either way, it would make a very interesting podcast. Either way, exactly. It must we'll be commissioned. <laughs> Linda, thank you. Um, Helen Sherwood is talking about Bill Nye and who wouldn't be. Oh, God, yeah. Look up John Taylor from Duran Duran as he is now and compare okay, him to Bill Nye, she says. She says, on another note, Lindsay Giles can now resurrect his Free the Blossom Cottage One t-shirt with picture of a tuna bake on it. <laughs> and she says, Brad, what a numpty. Well, he's a nice numpty. Have you looked up John he, Taylor? I'm looking him up now because I can only sort of find old photos of him. Oh. Oh, Lucy. What? I think you're going to go a bit quivery. Am I? Oh, he's very handsome. He was always my favourite. I didn't fancy well, uh, Simon the Bond until he fell off his boat. And then because I like rescuing people, I immediately quite fancied him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's not not enough photos of him now, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I wonder if he's had a tiny little bit of work done. But he's got such a great head of hair. Oh. Yeah. Oh, hello. Yes. Do you see? Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. There's a sort of, there's a picture where he's sort of pursing his lips a bit. Yeah. There's exactly. actually a bit of he's Bill Nye about him. Yeah. 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 Yep. Very nice. Thank you for Thank that, you. Helen. Brightening up our Good. evening. New um, poster for the wall. Uh, Shell Harris says, yeah. as Rob returns and we reach for the gin in the protective layer, I will see your Mamma Mia, Death Clunky and proves the point that Duke Box, Duke Box music musicals are simply a three-legged wooden cash cow. <gasps> happiest day of your life. Never seen it, never heard of it before. And Rosie, my favourite film of all time, the ever-comforting, familiar and glorious Jurassic Park. And I will hear nothing uh, against it. <laughs> anyway, she says, back over to Carrie, on with you. And then this week's Rob-induced panic. Thanks, Shell. It, it's a good thing we have the archers in common. Yes. Because we have <laughs> bogger all else, clearly. Um, Steve Parrott says, will, the document, not the grundu. Keep hearing the phrase, you can't change the will. Oh, yes, you can. And I speak from direct experience. Provided oh. all the beneficiaries agree and sign a deed of variation, then a will can be changed with no problems. Oh, Whether wow. Irish would want to do that or not is moot, of course, and getting all the Aldridges to agree, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, she doesn't really. She wants, secretly, she really wants Martha yeah. to have the money so Martha can give it to her Yeah, somehow. Apparently, last week, because we were talking about Wales and Welsh, everyone's adverts were in Welsh. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I don't know. Well, that's a good thing, isn't yeah. it, for Wales? yeah. I mean, it's just nobody knew what the adverts were for. That was the issue. <laughs> Unless they spoke Welsh. Yes. yes. And you obviously would have done, Lucy, oh, because obvs. you speak good obvs, Welsh. Obvs. Yes. Hoffy coffee. I am hoffy coffee, which I got wrong anyway, because he told me I got it wrong. Dear Cooper and crew from Steve Barry, who says, uh, I have to say that after recent events, I feel very sorry for Lee. I know he is wetter than an otter's pocket at times, but first of all, his daughter's going abroad and now he gets to deal with Helen in full Rob flight. Oh, yeah, poor There's possibly Lee. more than he should be required to cope oh. with. His Lastly, life would have been so much better without Helen. <laughs> Lastly, with regard to things and films that made you cry, 
My lovely wife made me go and see P.S. I Love You at the cinema. It is not my usual style of film, but we were fairly newly married at the time. I cried from beginning to end. Just as I started to get a grip and the crying was under control, another ruddy letter would pop up and I'd off I'd go again. <laughs> I don't know Aww. what that is. I've never heard of that. I Yeah, I vaguely remember it, actually. Soppy rom-com, oh, isn't it? Well, I, might have a look, I might check. Now, Netflix. Chris Burrows, who says this is more legal eagling. With respect to my learned colleague Robin from California, I write as an English probate solicitor to defend the scriptwriter's take on Jennifer's legacy for Martha. Under English law, couples don't have community of property and each spouse will often own assets in their sole names, which they are free to leave however they choose under the terms of their individual wills. Uh, then he goes on to explain about joint tenancies and things. He said the surviving spouse can live in the house or receive any income generated during their lifetime, but they don't own the deceased share of the capital, which is ring-fenced in the trust to pass to their children. Good protection in case the survivor remarries. I'm looking at you, Bran, he says. So, Jennifer, so the spouse does not need to know anything about the terms of the will or consent to any amendments. Jennifer was free to leave the legacy in trust for Martha and Alice is right. Chris can't just divvy it up how he likes if Jennifer had any sense, she would have had a significant amount tucked away in her running away fund. Just not just an old love letter and a bag of milk teeth. <laughs> um, I was listening to all that legal advice, but also I was checking out PSA Love You, which only gets one star on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. But it's not really a well, it's sort of rommy commy, but it's it's a it's a young widow whose dead husband has written her letters. Oh, so like she gets he's he's left her ten messages. Oh, I see. Intended to help ease her pain and start a new life. Oh my god, beautiful. Oh, Steve. Anyway, uh, Alice's anguish over the will could have been assuaged if Jennifer had left a letter explaining her decision and the solicitor's storage with her will. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very, thankfully, very though, they haven't used the cliched reading of the will, which I regularly have to explain to clients, only occurs in bad detective fiction. What puzzles me is why there hasn't been any mention of Jenny Darling's share of the farm partnership. Was she not a partner? Potentially, there could have been oh, an opportunity yeah. to save inheritance tax by passing the shares to the children yes. rather than to a surviving spouse. But that's a ramble for another time. She but was a partner. Thank you, Chris. Yes. Yes. Very, yeah. mu- very good point. Yes. What happens now? <laughs> I, I don't know. Don't, don't ask me. I don't know. To be honest, I've had too much wine. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Do what you want with the money. Share it out. I think, like, Chris was very clever at the end, wasn't he, by going, actually, it's really good that Jenny didn't leave um, Xander the money because it just shows what great parents you are. And then they were like, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't need the money. No, no, we're really good parents. Oh, cheers, Chris. No, no. Okay, we're not going to fight it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, James Everett. This very good point, James, here. What's happened to Kirsty, Helen's supposed best friend? Oh, As she my supported God. her while she was with Rob, you'd think Helen would tell her, at least over Natasha. Does Helen even like Natasha? Oh, it my God. It seems that Krusty has been cast out to the land of ex-best friends along with Usha, who has now been replaced by Stella in real size. <laughs> yes, theory, that is such a good point. It, my theory is Helen brought Natasha along as her personal human shield in case Rob attacked. Easy way to get rid of her and her anti-organic <laughs> lifestyle. Second theory, Krusty's too busy to help Helen because she is pregnant. Krusty and Eric got busy and now she's pregnant. 
She'll have the baby oh and co-parent with Roy. God. These are the only possible reasons for what has happened. Thanks, James. Pip Those Archer are all... Fan club. P.S. Where is Pip? <laughs> <laughs> you can't She's, be. She it's also got pregnant of... by Eric and is <laughs> suffering some morning sickness. Um, yeah, we haven't heard from Pip for a while and, and there's be been a lot going on at the really farm. Really for James because he's the sole member of a fan club for a person who <laughs> never speaks. <laughs> She, yeah, she's been off for a while. And yeah. Kirsty's been off for a while, which is mm. never a good thing. No. Um, yeah, maybe she is preggers. Um, he's also sent him one of... Uh, what sent us, not him. Uh, one of his archive clips. Oh, and... yay, this is so exciting. What's our piece called again? What's this feature called? Uh, what the hell is happening here? What the hell... What the hell is happening here? I was really shocked at this. Oh, Yeah. Okay. What? Re- uh, this clip? Yeah. Hang on, I have to put... Hang on. Is that, is, this is like like we've pretended to put a jingle in. What the hell is happening here? Driver, can you glance to your left, please? Don't distract him. <laughs> no, it was a horrid night. Let him concentrate. Well, I'd have to see him in his swimming trunks to know if it's Daniel Craig. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's Any true. chance of another vodka? <laughs> yeah, of course. Pass us your glass. Where's the guy taking us anyway? I'd have gone on the main road. Yeah. Oh, then there was an accident, apparently. Long tail back. Oh, well, it's nice and cosy in here. Yeah. 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 And it's a well-stocked bar. Oh, 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 do you want some tonic with this? Oh, better had, I suppose. Better had. Oh, there you go. <laughs> How about you, Nick? Spot more gin in there. Oh, yeah, why not? I'll be married woman soon. We would have a large one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. There goes half the gin. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. What was it? Something in the road. A rock, I think. It's a silly thing for someone to leave in the road. <laughs> oh, Daniel will get it sorted. Hey, let's hear it for Daniel. <laughs> Daniel! <laughs> wet poor guy oh. Daniel in a wet shirt eh this oh. could be getting interesting <laughs> oh my god that was oh I, I was, was about to give away what was going wow. on wow was that Nick's Hindu yes and it in the car it Harriet, was you know the, you know the, the concept of, of the game when you ask people to remember <laughs> the answer oh Oh, but I want to play. Yeah, yeah, but now you've played and now you've ruined oh. it for everyone else. Oh, yeah. Because you just gave them the answer. I know, but I don't know what happened. I don't know no. what happened at the end. I, I gave... The... I think it was Matt Crawford that they hit with the mini <laughs> No, but can they write in... Into... I know I really want to genuinely know what they hit. Yeah. What did they hit and and who was it? <laughs> And did they survive? <laughs> oh, but I loved hearing that. The old voices. Yeah. Was Amy there? Uh, oh, was, no, no. Um, uh, Amy Brenda. Schindler. I mean, was it Brenda? Yeah. God, so Brenda wasn't it then? Yeah. Oh, I really... Oh, that, that actually made and me Nick really... as well. Yeah. I felt really... I felt like I was listening to my old friends. Yeah. Sad, isn't it? I wish yeah. they were both of them. Because it was really nice to hear them all a big girl gang. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, what the hell was Happenings. happening there yeah. on Nick's head night? <laughs> How many years ago was that then? Oh, I don't know. I'm terrible at chronologies. Who's the, uh, maybe, was it 10 years ago? Um, can't, can't have been that long ago. James is headed this evening. Oh, it comes 2011. Oh, no. The clip comes from 2011. That was the the Gardener's Question Time clip. 
Oh, okay. I don't okay. Know when this one came from? Okay. Well, anyway, do write in and let us know what, what was in the road. Thank you. I love the way James has headed his email. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> so it's his own segment, and he can't remember the name of it. I mean, he can just call it what he wants. James, you do the hard work. We will. We will call it what you want. Thanks. I love <clears throat> these. Uh, I love it. I love these blasts from the past. Yeah. Um, this is from Claire Everett, who said, the whole Brad George Oliver bench thing has been tedious. What was the point? And well, yep. the point was that Brad decided he wasn't going to follow. Yes, that was the point. The journey he yeah. went on. Um, it was not as tedious as the let's find Alice a hobby conversation. The last thing that woman needs is to be in an enclosed space with Neil and Chris and some hefty clangers. Anyway, disappointing news from the Everett's. Dan has gone the way of Brad and been led astray by the bright lights of rap music and looking at himself in the mirror. He now proclaims the archers to be, quote, too much effort, unquote. So we're a man down. Luckily, James is not such a letdown and is keeping the youth element alive. Oh, Also, in, in spades... Just doing a yeah. brilliant job and keeping our podcast alive. He's got an alive. entire segment. I mean, he doesn't. They can't remember what it's called, but he has got one. Um, yes. Well, James, you will find. No, not James. Uh, Daniel, you will find that life is is frequently too much effort. But there we are, love. Yes. But but Dan will come back he after will. about. He will. He'll go away to university and then feel a bit sad and. Yeah, he'll, and when he gets homesick, yeah. he'll he'll tune in yeah. at seven pm before he goes out. Um, now we have a real archivist listening. Wow. Um, he's called Alexander Hodge, and he said that he is a qualified archivist from Liverpool University. I've got the wonderful acronym MARM. This stands for Master of Archives and Records Management. Wow. He got the answer right about. Uh, about um, uh, the garden's question type thing. Yeah. And also, you know, we were saying that we couldn't, uh, we couldn't figure out, we couldn't get a, well, I couldn't get a mental picture of Lower Loxley in my head. Mental yeah. picture in my head. Mm. Yeah. A mental picture. Um, he said, when I picture Lower Loxley, I see Hanbury Hall in Worcestershire. This is because this National Trust property was the inspiration for Lower Loxley. It's not far from Inkborough. I was reminded of Hanbury Hall when Freddie was telling Nola Tando that Lower Loxley was completed in 1702 when he gave her the guided tour. Hanbury Hall was completed in 1706. Ooh, I'm looking it up. Um, Hanbury Hall. Oh, yeah, National Trust. Oh, yeah. Worcestershire. Yeah. Oh, actually, that that is sort of how I see... Lo- that's how, how I imagine Lower okay. Loxley. I wonder if they've drawn it on the map a bit like that you know when they draw the locations on the website i can't remember if they put lower loxy on there they have but they've just sort of done a sort of they covered it in trees and a ivy beamed house miles out yeah oh th- no this is actually it's much nicer than i thought it was oh. it's very nice very oh. n- very nice oh there's neil oh, no <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, that looks alexander nice. also has discovered because he did some research he found out that one of his ancestors, um, his great great grandmother, married two brothers and had confusing children, and they couldn't work out whose children, whose son wow. belonged to which brother. Um, she Maria uh, went from one brother to another. I can't find any record 
of their wedding. So I currently presume that both their spouses were still alive when my great-grandmother was, great-great-grandmother was born. I've also found out that John McLeod and Marianne Head's son was a bigamist too. So it's sort of, oh, I know God. there was a lot of that because the record keeping was non-existent or, or well, not non-existent, but it was very, very vague. It sort of relied on people just telling you the truth to the yeah. census. People would frequently get married, have a family, leave to go to the other end of the country to get another job and just start another family again completely. And oh, wow. and nobody could trace it because wow. how could they? Yeah, that's um, too weird. He said, who knew that bell ringing could mitigate the effects of alcoholism? Well, exactly. <laughs> and also, if you went into my freezer now for my funeral tea, you'd find lots of hot cross buns, bags of individual roast pork, meals left over from Christmas, leftover Christmas turkey, corn mints, and t- finally two lots of vegan puddings. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I'd oh. even eat a vegan pudding at a funeral, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and he said, I felt so worried for Brad on Tuesday that I couldn't listen on normal speed. Oh. I listened to it on double speed, which was very strange. I don't think I'll be doing it again. <laughs> Poor old Brad. I just didn't... Oh, sorry, just... Alex, not Alexander Hodge. Sorry, Alex. I knew that... I knew it would all be okay. Mm. I'm still... Balaclava? Tottenham Hotspur? No, I can't remember who it was. Who was it? West West Ham? No, who was the football club? Aston Those... Villa. Aston Villa? Yeah, yeah like Bala... Balaclava? <laughs> Baseball cap? <laughs> That's right. That, the whole interview was just... That, wasn't I it? I just loved him going... Shadowy figures? Shadowy figures. <laughs> oh, Brad. Uh, oh, Brad. I think, or maybe two, I don't know. I did actually, I really like this week, I really liked Georgie when he was talking to, when Oliver was going, oh, well, then actually there will be consequences because Ardil's phoned the police. And he's, and then Brad and George was just like, yeah, sweet, sick, <laughs> sweet. He was really oh, funny yeah. the way he, he uh, was well, very clear. he kept calling himself a scumbag. <laughs> so I can't believe people did that. Yeah, scumbags. And he said, and then these people, and he said, scumbags. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that was that really was funny. funny. Um, this is from Patricia Johnson in Hampshire, who said, oh, yes. uh, I have had a mixed up week. I wrote too early last week trying to stand up for George Grundy. George had a few good days working at Bridge Farm and seemed to take a shine to Ardil. His character is still forming. He's not a baddie. Bull hockey. He's a cat and a bounder. We all know what happened Thursday and Friday and beyond. I feel very old suddenly, just like Oliver. That's quite poignant, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that is what Oliver felt. He felt real hurt. He felt that he he? knew then, especially Yeah. And then to be let down like that was, yeah. And then actually also when you suddenly do think, oh, maybe I don't know this person. Mm. Is quite disorientating, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of a meet-up at... What's it called again? Allsford Lothay. We live in Bournemouth. My husband has said recently that we should go to some different fairs this year. Therefore, the Watercrest Festival is pencilled in. Are we wearing mustard yellow armbands? No, we are not. Um, (laughs) Should we wear little pig costumes or something? Well, you can. (laughs) Last night, walking the dogs, listening to Helen and Natasha drive to meet Jess, the penny dropped Jess and Rob come from Hampshire. I knew that in the back of my mind, but now it seems more real than ever. I started to worry. What if Rob is at the Watercrest Festival? Oh my God. What are we leading ourselves into? Oh my God. This could be incredible. Be safe, be seen. Love to all, Patricia. 
Patricia, I think, has got a point. Mm. I think we need to be on guard. We will. Like Natasha. What oh, that, can I be Natasha? Oh, was it lasagna bake? What was the... Tuna bake. Tuna bake. <laughs> there was no watercress involved. Can I wear a fake fur gilet and some <laughs> high-heeled suede boots? <laughs> yeah, and... you going as Natasha? Yeah. <laughs> and fake I'll nails. go as Lee. Yeah. <laughs> just come in my karate costume. <laughs> I did used to do judo, so... Did you? Oh, yeah. I bet you did. I could just imagine it. Yeah. I was pretty... <laughs> I was pretty good. I stayed a white belt for... <laughs> Three years. <laughs> Never progressed. <laughs> I think I got a, a chocolate medal or something. What, what was the problem? How bad were you? <laughs> it's hard. It's <laughs> hard doing judo. I could do all the bowing. Actually, I can... Oh, I really, I really genuinely loved it. But I bowing? Just very good. What do you mean I could do the bowing? Any well, idiot could do the bowing. Uh, no, Lucy. No. So you have to be calm. You have to do your breathing and then you do your bow i can't remember what the bow's called you know they've all got funny words well not funny words they're they mean something in another language but i don't know what language oh it my was. god sen how that sort of thing japanese i, I can smell the mats mm. can you that was in hampshire mm. yeah yeah you've had quite a lot to drink now haven't you oh god i'm so tired <laughs> Aren't you feeling really tired? I'm no. so tired. I'm still full of beans. I could go on for hours, Harriet. No, I can't really. Um, we have... Can I just... Just for the listeners, it is past 10 p.m. Yes. And for me and you... Well, for me. Yeah. That is... Yes. Bed is a calling. Yes. Um, there is no sketch this week, chaps. Sorry. Because... Because I've been too tired. Oh, hang on. I've got to do bumpy things because my mic's oh. fallen off. Okay. You should get a lapel mic and then you can just jiggle around and still speak. I don't jiggle around. I have no desire to jiggle around. No, you can do it if you want to. I just became overexcited and knocked it off. Anyway, (laughs) um, uh, because uh, Mr. Newby has got a 17th birthday party and Harriet has had to pack her entire house into some boxes. (laughs) Uh, And it all became a bit much. (laughs) And we were just all too tired. Yes. Yes. Uh, so now we're going to uh, do Matt Rodriguez Pain, which Hurrah! is great. It, it there is, is that there is there isn't a link. There isn't a link at all. I can't even shoehorn one in in my usual style. I'll think. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I've got my second wind now. Have you? Oh, 
<laughs> Should we keep going? No, I'm flagging that now. That brilliant. <laughs> oh, that was really uplifting. It was. Was it The Entertainer? Yes. Oh, I loved that. I think I used to be able to play it on the piano. Once. Was that when you were doing One your day. judo? <laughs> I was I was doing too many things. That's why I never progressed. I was in going any to say, them. is there anything you can't do? You didn't learn as a child. Well, I only got to grade one in everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and look at me now. <laughs> drunk lady oh. sitting in a toilet talking to herself. I yes. had one. I, I mean, the first one was a half glass. I didn't want to push myself. Mm. And the second Since one was. Since then, you've had the bottle, though. <laughs> basically <laughs> i'm gonna sleep well um that was i loved that lucy i'm actually gonna listen again are you gonna play out with it yeah okay good i can listen again bye-bye everybody we love thanks you very for much having us. thanks for having us next week there will be a sketch of some description yay and what. and we'll be um brighton 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 perky perky bright yeah Perky brightness. Yeah. Perky be. brights. Yeah. Good. Okay. Bye-bye. We're going to go out with uh, the entertainer. Thank you, Matt Rodriguez Payne. Thank as you. As always. Oh, and he's thank now you to James. A, he's now got a ceiling or whatever it was that was oh, being fixed. Oh, thank God fixed. for that. Yes. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> he was just playing in the rain. He was. Oh. <laughs> right. Yes. And thank Good you, James, night. as well, for the for the, for the the thing that you for can't the, remember. For the feature that we can't ever remember, remember what its yeah. name is. Okay. Bye. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>